Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We're headquartered here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where God is good all the time. We have church services at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m., two different encounters, two different messages, two different worship teams, and it's heating up. God is good. Share this with somebody right now if you're watching on whatever platform you're watching. Share it with your friends. Invite your followers because we're going to dive in today, and God's going to do some impossible things in your midst. The reality is they were never impossible, but the enemy tries to cloud our minds. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. So share, get ready, prepare your hearts, get out of bed, take a sip of water, take a sip of coffee. Join the Awakening Prayer Hubs movement, awakeningprayerhubs.com. I'm looking for a thousand intercessors, an army to join me, to invade the nations with the power of prayer. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I'm looking for some violent intercessors in the spirit to raise up with strategic prayer initiatives to go and see actual physical, literal change in your cities, in your nations. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement. The Ignite Network is going on its fourth year of existence. Ignite Network. IgniteNow.org. We're a prophetic family. Doing life together prophetically. People are learning, growing, really seeing their lives transformed by the power of family, true prophetic family, and the wisdom and the encouragement and the understanding that we get uh, when we come together and let, uh, let each other judge our prophetic utterances and encourage and add to. You know, we know in part, we see in part. Join Ignite if that's going to bless you. IgniteNow.org. Amen. Today I'm going to keep reading from uh, the second devotional that I penned by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Evenings with the Holy Spirit. These are prophetic words that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. Things he told me to share with you. And I'm going to read again today from Evenings with the Holy Spirit. And uh, today's devotion, I'm not reading in order. These are random. I'm picking these. These are like curated. These are like uh, sort of spirit-picked, spirit-inspired, spirit-led, no particular order. And we're reading from this Evenings with the Holy Spirit. And here is uh, today's devotion. (laughs) 
I have so much more for you. I have so much more for you. And here's what I heard the Lord say. You can never get enough of me. Hmm. You can never get too much of me. <laughs> I will never hold myself back from you when you seek me with your whole heart. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. When you determine in your heart to go after me with everything in you, you will not only find me, but you will also find my gifts and my fruit will become more mature in your life. In my presence, there is fullness of joy and everything else that you need, says the spirit of the living God. Come on, that's a good word. I have so much more for you. Deuteronomy 4:29, Proverbs 8:17, Jeremiah 29:12 through 14 are the scripture references for today. And now the prayer starter. I would sit in your presence all day long if I could, rejoicing in you. But the responsibilities of life are demanding. Teach me how to practice your presence in the mundane activities of life and with the important deadlines I face. Show me how to walk in you all day every day. My, 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 my. Father, we thank you this morning that you are with us, that you are for us, and you have so much more for us. Your promises are incredible. They're magnanimous. They're yes, and they're amen. So we give you praise, and we give you honor. We will not give the honor that belongs to you to another. We will not give our praises to another. We will not give our thanksgiving to another. God, help us today to see you. Hmm. Help us today to see your hand working in our lives. Help us today, Lord, to acknowledge you, to recognize the reality of who you are and how you really are working things together for our good. Help us to see it. Lord, somebody out there listening to the sound of my voice needs to see it. Somebody out there is on the brink of disaster. They feel as if their life is caving in all around them. They need to see it. Father, I know that we walk by faith and not by sight. But Lord, give us a glimpse. Give those ones who are on the brink. Give those ones who are on the edge of hopelessness. Give those ones who are in despair. Lord, give them a glimpse of your glory. Lord, please show us your glory. Give them a glimpse Help them to see past the blinders that the enemy has erected around their eyes. Help them to see past the subterfuge of the enemy. Help them to see past the warfare. Help them to see past the witchcraft. Help them to see past the trouble. Help them see past the pain. Help them see past the trial. Help them see past the tribulation. Help them see past the bitterness. Help them see past the anger. God, there are people who are listening to me today and they can't see past their circumstances. They can't see past it. It's overwhelming. It's all-consuming. And Father, I'm asking you to break in with light. <laughs> to break in with light. To break in with glory. To break through all the confusion and the chaos that's continually hitting their minds. Making it difficult to even get up, to believe, to fight, to war. Father, I'm asking you in Jesus' name. To, inter to, to intervene on their behalf, to, to just whisper to their hearts, shout if you have to. God, get their attention and remind them that you are still on the throne. Remind them that you are for them and not against them. Remind them that you are in control. Remind them of your providence. 
Father, we celebrate who you are. You never change. (laughs) You don't take a vacation from the throne room. You don't put us on hold when we cry out. When we cry out. When we cry out. You don't turn a deaf ear. You don't shuffle us over to some rank and file angel. You yourself answer us. You yourself fight for us. You yourself war for us. You yourself provide for us. You yourself heal us. You yourself, you. You are that God. Father, break in with light and help us to see what we've not been able to see. Help us to understand what we've not been able to understand. Help us to perceive where we've been deceived. Help us. There are so many people listening to the sound of my voice and discouragement has hit your household. Distress has hit your household and it's overwhelming. The enemy wants to get us to look at the wrong thing instead of the right one. I said the enemy wants to get us to look at the wrong thing instead of the right one. Jesus is the right one. The Christ is the right one. He's the righteous one. So Father, help us. Here's your strategy. Help us to meditate on who you are. Help us to keep our eyes upon you. Help us not to look here, there, and everywhere for solutions that are right above us. Our redemption draws nigh. Look up, look up, look up, look up. Help us, Lord, to keep looking up when things look down. Help us, Lord, to keep looking at you, gazing upon your beauty when everything around us looks ugly. Help us, Lord, to keep our eyes on you when so many issues of life are trying to distract our hearts from the reality of your presence, of your goodness, of your love, of your peace. We want to walk in peace and we want to walk in victory. Let me just give you, let me pray teach you for a minute. You will not be effective in spiritual battle if you're not walking in peace. Let me just, let me just pray teach you for just a moment before we take it back up. Listen, You will not be effective in spiritual warfare if you are not walking in peace. When you you war from a position of victory, which is what we're taught to do, we war from our position in Christ. We are seated with him in heavenly places. That is the position from which we war from. We're not, listen, we're not warring for the victory. We're warring from a place of victory. Jesus already won the victory. We're just fighting to enforce his will in the earth, in our lives. But you cannot wage war effectively, long-term, if you do not walk in peace. This is why, this is why part of the whole armor of God that Paul mentions in Ephesians 6 is the shoes of peace. If you're wrought up, taught up, tight, stressed out, worn out, freaked out, you're not going to be effective in resisting the enemy. And the Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submitting yourself to God, that requires you to walk in peace because Jesus said, don't let all of this bother you. Don't allow yourselves to be agitated. I'm giving you my peace, not as the world gives it, But the peace that passes all understanding, he's given it to you. He's given you a special pair of shoes that are better than any Nike, any Adidas, any new technology. 
He's given you shoes of peace. And unless you walk in that peace, you will not walk in consistent victory because the enemy will always have you doubting, questioning, looking at the wrong thing, half distracted. He'll continue to blindside you. You must learn to walk in peace, to get in peace, to find that place of peace in God. So, Father, help us to see you as the Prince of Peace. Come on. Help us to see you as the Prince of Peace. Come on. Help us to see you as the Prince of Peace. You are so much to us. You are everything to us. So many things, whatever we need, a very present help in the time of need. We can come boldly to your throne to find grace and obtain mercy to help in a time of need. Your word tells, talks to us over and over about the time of need. God, every day is a time of need. But help us to see you as the Prince of Peace. Help us to see you not just as the King of Glory, but the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Come on, meditate on that. The Prince of Peace. Well, guess what? If there's a Prince of Peace, there must be a King of Peace. Jesus is both. He is our King. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our Prince. He is our Brother. He is our husbandman. He is everything we need. And he died so that you wouldn't have to walk around anxious and afraid. But you could be secure in his love for you by faith in Jesus. That he died on that cross, paid the price for your sin. What else would he not give you? What else would he not give you? So, Father, help us today to see you as you are in the midst of world chaos, to see you as you are in the midst of family trials, to see you as you are, even when the prodigal runs away, it doesn't look like they're ever coming back, to see you as you are. You are the Prince of Peace, because if we see you as Prince of Peace, we will become more peaceful. God said, the, you sit your, set your eyes on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. Those who set their eyes on me, I will keep him in perfect peace. That is what the word says. So we must gaze upon the Prince of Peace. You can listen. You can gaze upon Jesus in many of his different roles. You can gaze on Jesus as the captain of the hosts. You know what you'll get? Courage that the angel armies are fighting with you. You can gaze upon Jesus as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. You know what you'll get? A greater revelation of the healing power that will lead ultimately to your healing. You can gaze upon Jesus as Jehovah Gabor, the warrior God. And you'll have that revelation. But guess what? All that will only take you so far if you don't have the foundation of peace. Listen. Peace is the foundation of so many things in your Christian walk. And if you lack that, you've got to check yourself and you've got to get back to that place of peace because other things, how can you, listen, how can you say you're in faith but you don't have peace? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How can you say that you have faith but you don't have peace? So how can you pray effectively without faith if you're, there's no peace? So we have to get to that place of peace. Are you following me? Do you understand me? Father, help us today to see how important the peace is. That one of your names, one of your descriptors in the word of God is Prince of Peace. That's how important it is. You gave us shoes of peace. That's how important it is. You left us your peace, not as the world gives it, but the peace of God that passes all understanding. You know one way you have to get that? 
gazing upon the Prince of Peace. Another way you get that is going ahead and casting those cares. You know this. Peter said, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Paul said, cast your, you know, if you have any, if you have any kind of need, any kind of issue, pray. And the God of peace will meet you and give you peace that passes all understanding. So you've got to give him your burdens in prayer. So let's do that now. Let me demonstrate. Father, we thank you today that you are the God who carries away our burdens. You took on our burdens. You carried away our diseases. Father, we thank you that you are in control. You're a powerful God. You're almighty. You're omniscient. You're everywhere all the time. You're with us. You'll never leave us or forsake us. And we come to you because your word says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace to find help, to obtain mercy in a time of need. And we come to you, God, carrying burdens. Come on. Some of you need to get into this prophetic prayer act with me today. Some of you need to get into this prophetic prayer act. Come on. We come to you today, God. We come to you, to your throne of grace. <laughs> the throne of grace. Come on. It's not a throne of condemnation. It's a throne of grace. So we approach your throne of grace by faith. Come on. By faith. By faith. We approach the throne of God by faith because you invited us. Because you're a good God. And we carry with us into the throne room our burdens. Jesus, you said, come to me, all those who are heavy burdened and weary, and I'll give you rest for your souls. Take upon me, take upon you my yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that is our goal today. But we can't take on your yoke when we're wearing another yoke. We can't take on the yoke of Christ when the yoke of the enemy is oppressing us. So we're coming to your throne room. We're entering in with humility, but yet with assurance that you love us. We enter into your throne room. And I just literally see visions right now of people. Some of you are carrying the burdens out in front of you in your arms. Some of you are carrying your burdens like almost like a backpack. Some of you have luggage, actual baggage that you're carrying into the throne room containing burdens. Come on, go with me. We bring our burdens, our cares, our fears, our anxieties. We bring our weariness, our troubled minds. We bring all of this into your throne room. We know it can't survive in your presence. We know that these fears, these anxieties, these burdens, we know they can't survive in your presence because you're the Prince of Peace and your peace is greater than our burdens. We come to you, God, now with our backpacks, our luggage, and our arms full of burdens. And we set them at your feet. <sighs> Come on. We set these burdens at your feet. The burden of finances. The burden of health care issues. The burden of the prodigals. We set these burdens at your feet. We lay them there. Once and for all. These burdens of marriage troubles and these burdens of stress and job problems, these burdens of ch issues at the church. Come on, pastors. We lay these burdens at your feet. We cast our cares upon you because we know you care for us and you've not called us to walk around weighed down 
Hebrews says to lay aside the weights and the sin that so easily beset us. And we know, Lord, it's a, it's a, it's a sin to carry these burdens when you've told us to cast them. So we come to you and ask you to change our minds. We come to you with a heart of repentance and we ask you to change our minds. Help us to think differently about these issues so that we don't pick them back up again, but that we leave them in your capable hands. Help us today (laughs) to cast the cares on you and to leave them there and help us to change our minds so that we won't be so tempted to go turn around and pick them up at the end of this broadcast or by the end of the day. We're going to leave them there this time. We're going to leave them there this time. This time we're going to leave them there at your feet. We're putting our whole life in your hands. And we're asking you, God, to do what only you can do. Work it together for good. Give us wisdom. Let that peace permeate our souls now to wash over us. So we just can't take it anymore. To wash over us with billows of your love. With waves and waves and waves of your glory. Wash over us, God. Wash over us. Wash us white as snow. Wash away the unbelief. Wash away the doubt. Wash away the worry. Wash away the fear. Wash away the anxiety. Wash away the anger. God, just wash over us. Just wash over us with billows, waves of glory, healing power, deliverance. Wash over us. Just wash over us today. Just wash over us today, God, so we just can't even stand in the glory anymore So we have to get down on our face and thank you for what you're doing, what you've done, what you're going to do. Wash over us, God. Wash over us, Jesus. Wash over us until we just can't even stand in the glory anymore. We want to to just experience you in a way we've never... We're desperate, Jesus. We cast all those cares. And we're not taking them back this time. 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 Come on now, there's one more thing we have to do. We take on your yoke. I break the enemy's yoke off your neck in Jesus' name. I said, I break the enemy's yoke off your neck in Jesus' name. I break it off. I break it off. I break the enemy's yoke off your neck now in Jesus' name. I loose you in the name of Jesus. I loose you in the name of Jesus. I said, I loose you in the name of Jesus. We break off that yoke, the yoke of bondage. We take on your yoke, Jesus, because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Come on. His grace is sufficient. His, his, his commandments are not burdensome. His grace is sufficient. His commandments are not burdensome. His grace is sufficient. His commandments are not burdensome. The only one burdening you is the enemy. And we just broke that yoke. We just broke that yoke. Don't take it back on. Don't you dare take it back on. Don't you dare pick back up those cares back up from the throne room. Don't you dare do it. You leave them there. And now you walk out of that throne room with your head held high, ready to resist the enemy. Now you walk out of that throne room lighter, better equipped with your shoes of peace laced up all the way to mid-calf. Lace them up and determine in your heart now that no longer will you allow demon powers, circumstances, situations, and people to steal your joy, to steal your peace, to steal your witness. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the exchange that just was made, this divine exchange that we just participated in. We thank you 
We thank you for this divine exchange. We love you, Lord. And I seal this now in the blood of Jesus. Come on. I seal this now with the blood of Jesus. I seal this now with the blood of Jesus. We are going forward. We will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. And amen. We went through all that to get to this part. Listen, we went to all that to get to this part because the enemy has been telling you, telling some of you things are impossible. I said, the enemy has been telling some of you it's impossible. He's been whispering. It's impossible. He's been telling your neighbors, your family. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's impossible. Your marriage will never be restored. It's impossible. Your prodigal will never come back. It's impossible. The enemy is just in your head. He's been in your head. We just got him out. Now we're going to go further. You kick the enemy out. You got to do some work. Did you know that? Jesus said when the enemy is cast out, he goes looking for dry places. He doesn't find any. So he comes back to the house from which he came, the person, the body, and says, oh, this is swept clean. I'm going to go back, bring seven others worse than me with me. So now that we've kicked the devil out, we've cast those cares, we got a little bit of work to do. So track with me now, because the enemy is telling some of you things are impossible. And before you even get off this broadcast, some of you are going to have doubt hit your mind. But this time you're not going to fall for it. The enemy will tell us things are impossible. Some people think, oh, that person could never be saved. Or your family member is too far gone. They can never be saved. What did Jesus say about that? Jesus said in Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. There are certain things we strive for. It's not possible in our own strength. Jesus said, apart from me, you can't do anything. So Father, we lay down the striving right now in Jesus' name. And we choose to believe the God of all things possible. Jesus said, nothing will be impossible with God. So I say to the enemy right now, it is written, devil, it is written, nothing shall be impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible for God. We, 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 we stand like Jeremiah stood. Come on. We stand like the prophet Jeremiah stood. In the face of impossibilities, in the face of difficulties, in the face of persecution, in the face of so many things, Jeremiah stood his ground and reminded himself of who God was. He said, oh, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. He reminded himself. He was telling God, I know who you are. I know what the devil is telling me, but I know who you are. You are the God who made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. And then Jeremiah said this, nothing is too hard for you. Nothing's impossible. Nothing is impossible. This is a theme that runs all across the Bible. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm asking you a question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing. Nothing is too hard for him. So we speak to that devil. <laughs> those demon powers, that fear, that angst, that anxiety, that worry, that doubt, that unbelief, that's telling you it's impossible. We speak to those things, those people, those situations, those past voices. 
the past failures that want to tell you it's impossible. And we bind you in Jesus' name. You're a liar and a thief, and we will no longer bow to the voice of impossibility. I said no mas, devil, no more. Nunca, never again. We will never listen and give ear, give heed, take action, inspired by voices of impossibility. It's a lie from the pit of hell. No longer, no more, no more. No more. Jesus said, all things are possible for the one who believes. All things. You know what all things means? All things. How? How is it possible? Part of the reason why, part of the reason how is because the Holy Ghost. Paul said in Ephesians, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. It's the power, the resurrection power, the life-giving power, the eternal power that dwells on the inside of us. He is the one who works through us to make it impossible. He is the one that works upon us to make it possible. He is the one who works with us to make it possible. All he needs is your yes. I said, he is the one that works to make impossible things possible. He just needs your yes. Paul prayed. Check this out. To him who is able. Is God able? Is anything too hard for God? See, Paul knew that God was able. We know that God is able in theory. We say, oh yes, nothing's too hard for God. And then all hell breaks loose. And we wonder if God's even on the throne. We forget that he is able. And guess what? He's willing. To him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think. I don't know about you, but I can ask or think some pretty big things. What? I can ask or think some pretty big things. I sure can. I can ask and think some pretty big things. And it's the power that works in you, that works with you, that works for you. All you need is the faith and the yes. Without faith, it's not possible to please him. But he's giving you the measure of faith. You've got it. Don't let the devil tell you you don't have enough faith. All it takes is faith the size of a grain of mustard seed. That's all it takes. It doesn't take faith the size of an oak tree. It takes faith the size of a mustard seed. Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard, a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, Move from here, be cast into the sea. If it will move, he said, nothing will be impossible for you. It's according to your faith. It's according to your faith. You know, you, you know, have you ever thought about how much bigger a mountain is than a mustard seed? And yet faith, the size of a mustard seed, the smallest seed known to mankind can move a mountain. A bulldozer can't move a mountain, but faith can. Faith can. All things are possible. To the one who believes, Paul said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. But he said that by faith. When Jeremiah said, nothing is too hard for you, he said it by faith. When Paul said, he's able to do far more abundantly than we ask or think, he said it by faith. So, Father, we we ask you, Lord, to help us to, to operate in faith and not fear. To see the enemies of our faith. To see what's possible. Because you are a good God and you love us. You gave us your son. What more would you not give us? You gave us your son. You gave us your word. You gave us your blood. You gave us your armor. You gave us the weapons of your warfare. What more would you not give us? What more would you not do if we could just believe?
So, Father, we believe. Help our unbelief. We believe. Help our unbelief. If there be any unbelief in our hearts, help us. We believe. Help our unbelief. We believe. Help our unbelief. Come on. We believe. Help our unbelief. Come on. We believe. Help our unbelief, God. Help our unbelief, God. Help our unbelief, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on. God is good. God is good. Some of you need to get over there to schoolofthespirit.tv and take the Unshakable Faith series. I'm, I've written several books on faith. Many people don't know that. Some people think I just write about spiritual warfare. They're ignorant. They're not uh, a common, a, a, a familiar with my body of work. I've written 50 books. Maybe five of them were on spiritual warfare. Most of them were on prayer, faith, devotions, the prophetic. But there's a series right now on schoolofthespirit.tv called Unshakable Faith in Uncertain Times. There's six messages in there. Go over there and take that. Go over there and get involved in that. It's going to bless you. You want to sow into the ministry, you can do that at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use Venmo if you want to donate. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Text to give is 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. PayPal is paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. P.O. Box, we're typing all these on the screen. P.O. Box is 30563 Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33303. Make sure you get on the mailing list. Text the word profit to 555-888. Text the word profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, to 555-888. Or use the, just go on the website, jenniferleclair.org. Amen. God is good. God bless you guys. I'll see you later. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible. 